Hey there, Minefield listeners. It's Scott again. Yes, you've seen right. There is another little podcast that's just dropped into your Minefield podcast stream. We're not doing an extra episode this week. I mean, well, Lee and I would love to, but you know, time just doesn't permit. Instead, well, this is kind of special because one of the things that we've actually talked about on several episodes of the Minefield, something we can't quite get away from for any significant period of time, is the persistence of, the pervasiveness of, the attractiveness of, the irresistibility of conspiracy theories. You've heard us discuss it on various aspects, especially since the election of Donald Trump. And it seems like conspiracies, as soon as you think that you've gotten behind them, you've heard the worst of them, you've seen the last of them, they just keep roaring back. Well, if you can't get enough of conspiracy theories, or if there's something about conspiracy theories that you just have never felt like you've gotten to the bottom of, what is it that might lead someone to follow a rabbit hole that leads them into full immersion in a conspiratorial group? What are the forms of misinformation that disguise themselves as legitimate suspicion that might represent the kind of breadcrumbs that you end up following and end up finding yourself, believe it or not, even in the middle of something like a cult. Well, these are things that we haven't really been able to discuss at any length on the minefield. But aren't you lucky that RN has delivered for you a four-part series on precisely this topic? It's called This Much Is True. It's presented by Richard Aidey and Siobhan Marin. It's about unusual, fringe, even dangerous beliefs. It investigates the way that without reducing people to the sum of what they've come to believe or reducing cults to simply weird groups that we need to stand at a distance from and ogle at, it's a wonderful series that actually takes you into the mind into the experiences, and not just of the people who have fallen down rabbit holes into conspiratorial groups or into cults, but also how it affects them, their family, their friends, and importantly enough, how it is that some people can come out the other side. So you can catch This Much Is True, the same place that you listen to The Minefield. You can listen to it on the ABC Listen app, anywhere else you get your podcasts. But if your interest is piqued, if you'd like to hear a little bit more, well, Here's a little taste of what you can expect. Enjoy. What do you believe? It's different for all of us. Some of that different is just preference or opinion. Some of it's weird. Some of it's wrong. And some of it is dangerous. This was their Occupy Washington moment. Dozens, some of them illegally armed, pushed deeper into hallowed chambers. There's always been some people with dangerous beliefs, some with those best described as fringe. But whether they're worrying or just different, non-mainstream ideas have never been so easy to find or to spread. I think a lot of Christians today, they still believe they're ready for a one-world government, they're looking for the Antichrist, and to them, COVID-19 is just a tool being used by the cabal of wicked people that are really running the world. Once you've accepted that governments and powerful players, they're hiding the truth from us, then that becomes your first explanation. There must be something else going on than what the official version is. Hello, I'm Richard Aidy. I'm Siobhan Marin, and together we're going to look at the rise of beliefs that are almost unbelievable. And we'll hear from people who've ended up believing things that haven't worked out for them who fall on for cults or conspiracy theories. When you sort of like actually believe that there's a cabal of children eating certain worshipping paedophiles, 
you know, it's very difficult to just continue like everything's okay. It becomes like who you are. Joining a cult always sounds like a joke, like something very fanciful, like that would never happen to me. I couldn't believe that I'm stupid enough to fall for that. This doesn't just happen though, so we'll try to get a handle on why it does. We'll look at who's benefiting from misinformation and why we find it so compelling. The official story about COVID is, you know, it kind of came from a bat or a pangolin or something. It got to a wet market and still, you know, a year and a half later, we all have to stay inside. That's boring. It doesn't have any reason to it. It doesn't have any, you know, it doesn't have a narrative arc. Whereas, you know, the lab leak, it feels like a movie, right? Someone drops a test tube and there's somebody who's like hits the red button, but it's too late and the monkey's out the door and then, you know, people are covering it up and even if it's bad and even if it's sinister, it at least puts it in this familiar emotional context. It makes it seem kind of meaningful in a way that you know, real world events often aren't that meaningful. What people believe, how they come to believe it, the damage it does. And how people recover, how they get better and how we can all be better at not falling down the rabbit hole in the first place. It's called This Much Is True. Hear it via the ABC Listen app or wherever you get your podcasts.